Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in to episode 40 of Believe in Betting LA. I am your host, Sam Maxwell. You can follow me on Twitter at smaxwell713, joined by my host, Chris Lewart. And how are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing quite well. How about you, Sam? I am also doing well. I got a, a load of laundry in. We took the dog out earlier. I uh, took the trash out. So the home is keeping it clean, and I'm in it a lot. So uh, those, those types of daily activities are very important, as I'm sure your wife would tell you as well. What is, so for apartment living, I always, when I, you know, in my hunting for apartments days, and I moved like five times in four years uh, around San Francisco and Los Angeles, what is the one amenity you have to have? Like you a parking space guy? Are you a laundry in unit guy? Um, Oh, that's a great question. I I don't think there's a, you know, it's all circumstantial, right? Because my last place, which you actually visited once, um, we had in unit laundry, which was amazing. But we didn't have a dishwasher, which was a huge pain. Ooh, and we didn't have dedicated parking, but that was a residential street, so it was actually quite easy to find parking. Where I currently live, I don't have in-unit laundry, which sucks because I have to go down to use the, the building's one. I do have a dishwasher, and now I do have parking. And it's, it's very big that I have parking because it's a very busy, uh, congested area. However, it's a tandem spot with my roommate, so that adds mm-hmm. a, a certain layer of confusion in, in – uh, you know, right now I'm not really driving at all, so it's no big deal. My car just sits in the, the inside spot uh, all the time, but uh, that's interesting. Or, you know, air conditioning is certainly uh, yeah, AC. added to the list, central air especially, but, you know, even just a, my last place didn't even have a window unit, which, you know, sometimes is, is all you really need um, if it's just, you know, one room that you're spending the majority of your time in. So I had to buy a portable air conditioner, which now sits in my room, so... Uh, that that's a good question. It really it really depends. But for me, I would I would have to say parking is number one if you need it. Yep. Uh, and then second, I really go back and forth between the dishwasher and the in unit laundry. You get used to doing all your own dishes. It's not a big deal in the moment. But then having the dishwasher again makes you forget about how necessary it becomes, especially for the glasses and the silverware. Those are the things that really add up and try to clog your sink up. You know, the plates, the pots, uh, the various other things like that are, are pretty easy to clean, especially if you do it right after you eat. You eat but the silverware and the cups really, really stand uh, they, they take up some additional time. And it's a, it's a matter of cleanliness as well, right? When you know you run the dishwasher, you know those things are going to be clean. When I do my own dishes, uh, we think they're clean. But, the, yep. you know, the, the, there's, there's some human error involved. So yep. I lived with a guy who uh, wouldn't use his dishwasher, and he hand-washed everything. So I basically had a dishwasher to myself. Um, which was nice, nice. but uh, it was fun having that argument with him when he's like, I don't think the dishwasher gets things clean. And I had to explain to him that he should open the dishwasher when it's in mid cycle and realize that it's 790 (laughs) degrees in there. And it's probably the heat and that it dries it off for you, which is nice. So it doesn't completely dry, but it helps dry it off. And then obviously just the sanitization of it uh, is going to be much more trustworthy than you doing yourself. Not that you can't clean your dishes by yourself, um, but have you looked at the sponge or any of those other things that you yeah, use? Yeah, not not it's, great. It's, uh, it's it's pretty gross. So yeah. for everyone out there that that doesn't have all four of those things, which is which is probably the majority of us here uh, in Los Angeles, we hear you. We're with you, uh, and uh, you know, hopefully, this was an entertaining conversation to start <laughs> us off. Episode forty of Believe in Betting LA. Again, you can follow us on Twitter. Myself, your host Sam Maxwell S Maxwell seven one three on Twitter, and Chris is at Lou Mandingo Rock. Stag Capital is at Stag Cap. I saw you guys have a Chicago 
culinary contest going on there at Twitter Battle. So if you're from Chicago, live in Chicago, have eaten in Chicago, you can feel free to log on to Twitter. Go to Stag Capital, Stag Cap, and participate in that Twitter feud. And, of course, the Believe Podcast Network is at Believe, B-L-E-A-V, on Twitter, BelievePodcast.com. There's a lot of great content coming out here. Uh, everyone's home right now, so all of the Believe Podcast uh, hosts and shows are pumping out great content. I know from our perspective, it's, it hasn't been uh, the most fun to make these uh, episodes because there's nothing – really to bet on but that's all gonna change chris next week when the nfl draft uh well two weeks from now two weeks from yesterday is when the nfl draft happens we will be coming out with an nfl draft episode sometime in the next 13 days where we break down our favorite prop bets Uh, and there's gonna be as we were talking about before today's episode chris a lot of generated interest and buzz in this year's draft it's the only sporting event that we've had uh really Mm -hmm. in the the last six weeks and maybe not even for the next couple of months so the nfl draft roger goodell announced uh earlier this week will continue on as planned as normal thursday april 23rd is gonna be the first round friday april 24th will be the second in the third round and saturday the 25th will be rounds four through seven an interesting proposition by the seattle or not seattle excuse me the steelers gm uh said that you know because of this year's you know the the uh, uniqueness of this draft, he wanted to extend the draft to make it rounds 8, 9, and 10, which would effectively eliminate the undrafted free agency signings. Right now, certain teams um, you know, have not been as prepared as they'd like to be. They have not been able to interview players. They have not been able to have physicals in person. They have not been able to attend certain people's pro days. And so they wanted to, to extend the draft out that way. Of course, you have the ability to take those players that you would normally want to sign. However, the disadvantages for the teams that are in the back half of this year's draft, once the last pick, once Mr. Relevant gets taken there, the last pick, the seventh round, usually is a free-for-all. Everyone can contact every single player. But, you know, if you're the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, or if you're the San Francisco 49ers, you're at the back half, the back two picks of every single round. And that's a very big disadvantage for the teams that performed well last year. So an interesting proposal. I don't think it's going to happen, but I thought that was very interesting. We will see, though, a draft come two weeks from uh, yesterday. And we're recording this on Friday, April 10th. Wherever you may be, we hope you're staying safe and healthy and mentally strong. This is, this is taking out a lot from everybody, but uh, we're starting to flatten the curve, which is great. And hopefully we can resume normal life soon, Chris, and hopefully we can resume the normal sports calendar soon as well. So we're going to talk about the various different proposals today to getting back to playing baseball, getting back to playing basketball, UFC fighting, Dana White's getting creative with a private island. We're going to talk about all those, what we think is feasible, what we think has no chance. So we're going to to give our opinion on those things. And again, just a plug for next week, we're going to talk about the NFL draft and some of our favorite prop bets for that. All right, Chris, first, let's talk about Jeff Pass, ESPN reporter for baseball, came out with a very interesting report earlier this week on Monday, I believe it was, about different conversations that have had the highest levels of baseball executives, the NFL Players Association, and public health officials. And that's, of course, going to be very important to have the federal officials behind this proposal. Otherwise, quite frankly, it's not ever going to happen. The plan, sources said to Jeff Passan, would dictate that all 30 teams play games at stadiums with no fans in the Phoenix, Arizona area, including the Diamondback Stadium, Chase Field, 10 other spring spring training facilities, and perhaps other nearby fields. Of course, Arizona State is right there locally as well. So uh, this is going to be a very, very difficult proposal to make a reality. 
However, it is important to note that both sides are motivated to play this season. They have not received any game checks. They have not, you know, they don't want just a complete empty season in their books. And so it's good to know that they're motivated to do this. Give me your initial thoughts, Chris, when you first saw this proposal. What do you think are going to be some of the challenges? What do you think is going to be possible? And do you think we'll see a baseball season this year? Well, thank God that somebody's seems to be exploring something. I, I think I had said the past couple of podcasts that something has to get done. And I thought we would see something professional sports wise in about mid April. Uh, I've actually been a little bit surprised that there hasn't been more of kind of this discussed um, reading about the baseball proposal. It looks like MLB and the players union agreed to $170 million in, in kind of funding player, uh, player payroll, how far that takes you, you know, maybe 20 games, 25 games, um, or some such thing. I assume each player gets kind of a percentage out of that based on what they're owed. To that point, though, the players want to get paid. We've been talking about, just in professional sports, the shocking numbers about how many of these guys making hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars are living you know, paycheck to paycheck, as it were. Uh, so getting them out there and playing games and being able to put them on television because then they can generate revenue and sell advertising and, and make it all work uh, seems doable. I definitely understand the logistical nightmare of trying to keep players healthy and, you know, who can make it and who can't, right? Like, are all the reporters going to be there or not? Uh, how much of the training staff can be there? How many scouts and assistant coaches and forwards and all that sort of thing uh, is difficult. But MLB has an advantage. Like, uh, for those of you that are familiar with spring training, basically half the league is in Arizona in a 50-mile radius. Um, they have nice stadiums. They have a lot of players live there and rent houses. Uh, it seems like there is a lot to be done, but the infrastructure in Arizona is good. A lot of those stadiums are really nice. A lot of those spring training fields are, are really great, and I don't think the players are going to miss a beat as far as facility goes and preparation goes. So uh, a lot of the stuff I'm reading now says you know they're looking for – start baseball in early June if they can start getting that Arizona proposal together. But uh, it's been nice that I feel like this week we've seen more good news about, you know, the curve flattening and people recovering and, you know, people not getting sick after they've been sick the first time. And those are all the things you want to hear in, in a pandemic like that. So I'm, I'm very hopeful. And I I've said this before, but I just, I feel like the economics of this have to overcome uh, any kind of risk. Uh, and I believe that the players union would be willing to sign off on that sort of thing so that their guys are getting, getting paychecks. You've always definitely been on the more optimistic side. It seems like that's the approach uh, you're taking here as well. Uh, what both the league, the public officials, and of course the players need to decide is whether or not the juice is worth the squeeze. And some of these logistical problems are certainly going to propose or pose some, some very difficult problems across the board for baseball to return, especially this soon. We're going to continue to talk about baseball's proposal reported by Jeff Passan of ESPN earlier this week. But before we move on and continue to talk about that, I want to discuss uh, a new sponsor for our show. And that is, of course, our friends at True Classic Tees. Chris, you and I were both discussing this earlier. I did laundry earlier today, so I got a, a very intimate uh, look at what T-shirts I've been wearing <laughs> Uh, and, and what T-shirts that uh, you've been wearing, we discussed that earlier. Um, it's still pretty cold here in Los Angeles. It's been, it's been rainy quite a bit, so I've been wearing a lot of long sleeve tees. I've been wearing some sweatshirts. Uh, but the, the common theme here, the common denominator for me at least, is that uh, it has to be comfortable. I'm not leaving my apartment very much, so I don't really need to look nice. I don't need to represent anything in particular. Uh, <laughs> I really want it to be soft. I want it to be easy. I want it to be breathable. And our friends at True Classic Tees have all of those things 
and more. They're our favorite. They're based here in Los Angeles, and it's a t-shirt company that is certainly on the rise. As I discussed, those t-shirts are soft. They hold up in the wash, which is important. They're a versatile t-shirt. You can wear them out on walks around the neighborhood. You can wear them <laughs> out. And, of course, you can wear them, as we all have been doing, around the house. So the best part is, Chris, they're incredibly cheap. They're only $15 a T-shirt, which is a great value. And now you can get them for even less. That is with our promo code. Go to trueclassictees.com and use our code at the checkout, Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V, at trueclassictees.com. And let's continue, Chris, discussing this MLB proposal and as you mentioned this would dictate that players really start to gather as early as late april early may for kind of a brief spring training uh you know discussing the different rules discussing the different things that you can and cannot do the different changes to the game and how it's played and how you know where they're standing in the stadium all these things are going to be substantially different according to passon's proposal many different things are included but let's, let's kind of break down a few of the basic ones Implementing an electronic strike zone, and this will allow the home plate umpires to maintain sufficient distance from the catcher and the batter. Usually, of course, the umpire is, you know, inches away from the catcher, inches away from the batter. That does not work in today's day and age of social distancing. Now, the players probably will still need to be right there. The catcher and the batter have to be in close proximity. That's the, the way the game works. But the umpire doesn't necessarily need to be right on top of the action. And I think this electronic strike zone is something that they can implement and use to their advantage. And this may change the game forever. So I think that's one of those things that actually is a positive. Now, there also are no mound visits from either the catcher or the pitching coach. This is another thing that I think baseball could experiment with and actually may be a better product yep. for yep. Rin. this will save time and you know anytime you're at Dodger Stadium and the opposing catcher goes out there the opposing pitching coach goes out there a rain down of booze and then 30 40 seconds later the umpire comes out let's speed it up along guys and then you know a minute later they resume play that's almost two minutes that you're wasting there of time and that happens you know three or four times a game that's an eight to ten minute difference we always talk about what's baseball's biggest problem with being adopted by the younger generation. These games are too long. They're three and a half to four hours on average, sometimes way longer than that. Where the average NBA game, Chris, is only about two hours, two and a half hours. Football is very long as well, but uh, at least it's a finite amount of time. Baseball, there are nine innings, and that can, that can be a very quick game. In a pitcher's duel, that can be a very long game yeah. where you have a lot of pitchers coming in and out. And then you also have seven-inning doubleheaders which is going to be very interesting. You're going to have to play doubleheaders if you want to get as close to 162-game season as possible. Not to mention that, obviously, the premier venue of all of this is going to be the Diamondbacks Park, Chase Field, the only indoor stadium that's being proposed there. So you're going to want to get as many games in that stadium per day as possible. That includes doubleheaders. I'd imagine that would even include some tripleheaders. Times don't matter. People are going to be watching. A lot of people are unemployed or have jobs from home. Why not start the first game at 9 a.m. and then have a noon game and then have a 4 o'clock game? Why not do that? That would, that would be, I think, great. Uh, all these TV networks would, would love that as well. So of those first three bullet points there, Chris, I think we can both agree that none of those are really detrimental. And even a couple of those things may actually improve the game. For sure. And I'm looking at kind of player reaction. Obviously, it's been anonymous, but it seems that basically everybody's saying this is an opportunity for us to to stand out from the crowd, right? We're not competing against the NBA playoffs, uh, the NFL. Once the draft is over, the NFL is basically on ice until September. 
Um, no March Madness. This is the chance for baseball to take the reins and capture uh, capture kind of the zeitgeist uh, of public interest, and especially if you're experimenting things like the electronic strike zone, which is you know five years too late. They should be doing this immediately, um, not only to make the game fair, but to, to kind of cut out the just the randomness and the you know uh, the players and pitchers and all that just nonsense of the arguing and you know balls and strikes and just all, all that crap, getting it out of the way would be nice. Um, I think the players would be on board. I was seeing here that, that public, public health officials are willing to, they're not kind of putting their foot down on it. They're saying, Hey, let's see a proposal. Let's, let's see what can be going on. So those are, those are all the right things. Um, ultimately, you know, I guess you worry about the, the management staff and like the older guys, right? You know, mm-hmm. there's managers out there that are 50, 60, 70 years old um, and staff around them that are all much older guys. And that with this kind of illness is the one thing you don't want to have is you don't want to be elderly and you don't want to have right. previous illnesses. But, you know, if you got to go with kind of a short, short staff, like everybody's on equal footing, right? Not everybody's going to have, you know, 50 scouts ready to go. So it's, mm. I think, I think it'll be fair in that regard. And I think you would see a tremendous amount of interest, just like you said, a seven inning double header and a game that's just like snapping it off, right? Like go, 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 go. Um, would I think be super interesting. Um, and I think would, would make, would make them a lot of money and an opportunity to recapture fans that they've lost. Yeah. And this is, as you mentioned, baseball's chance to kind of, uh, reestablish himself as America's pastime. Uh, it could be the only live sports that we see if, if they're able to successfully dictate a season uh, for quite some time. And, uh, you know, we're looking for some clever, creative minds to make this happen because oh. it's it's not going to happen otherwise. We're not going to see a real season here, even without fans, no matter what, this season. Uh, we, we need some sort of proposal like this. Here's where it gets weird, though. Okay, we have some difficult problems. Number one, uh, they're going to have the players not sitting in a dugout anymore, having in the empty stands sitting six feet apart. So that's one of the weirder aspects of it. Look, these players are going to be with each other. They're going to be high five. I mean, I, I just don't really see how, yep. uh, you know, in, with the exception of setting the right example for the public, which is important, it doesn't really change anything. I don't think these guys are going to be isolated and they're going to be together and they're going to be sharing germs with each other, you know, no matter how you slice that, whether you like it or not. However, the difficult part for this is going to be, number one, everyone needs 100% participation. If one of the 850 to 1,000 players that are going to be involved in this season, if even one of those guys decides, hey, I'm going to break isolation, I'm going to go to In-N-Out tonight, or I'm going to go do this or that, or I'm going to see my family, uh, that endangers the entire operation. And yes, all of these players are you know, essentially at the low end of what's considered the vulnerable population. These are mostly very healthy, uh, you know, men in their mid-20s to late 30s. However, we don't know that none of these players don't have any undisclosed illnesses or diseases or autoimmune deficiencies, not to mention the elderly umpires, the elderly managers, the executives. There are a lot of people that work for Major League Baseball across the sport that would be considered in the vulnerable population. So you need 100% participation from this thing. Otherwise, it will not work. That's going to be difficult. Players leaving their family for an indefinite amount of time, up to four and a half months. That is also going to be a very, very difficult sell. You know, considering this pandemic, I don't think a lot of these players are going to want to just leave their families behind to fend for themselves. Now, it is a way for, obviously, them to make some money. But that's I think both of those two things are going to be the hardest part of this proposal and i think it's what a lot of the pundits online were saying were the two biggest problems with this proposal when it was originally uh, reported by jeff passenger 
earlier this week. Do you trust, Chris, that 100% participation from the players, uh, w- would that be given? Uh, and, and we haven't even talked about the intense Arizona heat in the middle of the summer. There's a reason that Chase That's right. Ballpark is inside because it's so hot. You're going to be talking about 105 to 115, even 120 degrees in Arizona. You're going to have to play these games at, at 8 a.m. local time to make that work. So those are the the several different things that are going to make it difficult for this to happen. What do you think is the biggest obstacle for this plan? I think actually what you had said is the the players with undisclosed illnesses, right? So if you're hunted for a new contract, right, you don't want the organization or other teams to know that you've got XYZ, right? There's always this back and forth every year with new players and contract extensions and passing and failing physicals and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, I'm sure there's, a chunk of the league that, you know, has things that they don't want disclosed because this could affect what kind of contract they get. And then they're putting quite literally, you know, their lives in their hands, possibly. Um, if you have something like that, that you haven't reported thus far, I think that's going to be the biggest thing. And that's what the players union is going to have to weigh, right? How much of that is going on there? Can they kind of, um, you know, anonymously kind of report that like, Hey, I'm an at risk person, even though I'm a professional baseball player, uh, that's what I would think worry me the most. I'm going to be really callous here. Four months from your family, I'm not buying it. I don't think these guys see their families anyway. Um, I think maybe they see them a day when they're in town and then they're out of there. Uh, a majority of them, I know that there's guys, you know, younger guys, you know, 28, 30-year-old guys that, you know, have pregnant wives and young families. and They do want to spend time together. I get that. But I think the majority of these guys are more than happy to to be away for four months, but you know, maybe you don't need four months. Cause you know, let's, let's focus on the, you know, the six inches in front of us. Right. And just say like, Hey, let's give this proposal a shot for three weeks or four weeks or something and see what happens. Right. And you know, just like those of us that have spent time in Palm Springs, you got to do everything before 10 AM and then you can restart everything again at 7 PM. And you just miss that middle of the day when it's 200 degrees outside. <laughs> but look, when it's 115 degrees outside, even if you start the games at seven or eight at night, uh, it's still going to be over 100 degrees. It will still be hot, yeah. But the sun will be out. Extremely, yeah. extremely difficult. Now, you don't have to worry about fans in this scenario, of course, thankfully. But uh, it, it's just there's so many hurdles to jump for this. But as we discussed in the very beginning, it's important to know that both sides are motivated uh, because the alternative is there's no baseball at all. And so, obviously, all parties would like to see at least some sort of season take place. So that was the Jeff Pass article. Uh, that was released earlier this week, and, and we hope there are some uh, additional conversations. Now, how will this affect betting? That remains to be seen. <laughs> there's, right. a lot of, there's a lot of different things that we'll talk about when we actually do uh, see a finalized plan. Hopefully we do, knock on wood, see some sort of finalized plan with, with baseball and perhaps basketball, hockey. And we're going to talk about our next sport. And Dana White, the UFC uh, CEO, founder, creator, whatever whatever title you want to give him, uh, you got to give him a lot of credit, Chris. He is trying to get creative here. He is renting out, or maybe he bought it. I think it's just renting the venue in a whole yeah. island in the Caribbean um, where he would, in theory, bring his entire fighting community, including the fighters, uh, the production crew, everyone that's going to be there. I don't think there's going to be any fans, but they're going to bring them to this island and just hang out there. And then yeah. we're going to isolate them. You can't leave because it's an island unless you're like a crazy swimmer. Uh, and then, you know, just just have live fights from this venue. And, you know, I think his thought, which is our thought, is that right now the public's thirst for live sport is completely insatiable. He's trying to find a way creatively to provide that for his fans and, and, and fighting fans uh, alike. 
What do you think about Dana White? Do you think that's a, a proposal that, that could gain some steam? I'm glad, I'm glad that somebody's out there trying to think originally anyway. Uh, again, as I, as I said before, I'm getting completely floored by the lack of people trying to figure this thing out. That's, that's the thing I'm most depressed about with this whole pandemic is where's our American ingenuity? Where's our, where's our like playing on the moon? Like, how come we're not doing these things, guys? Uh, this is what makes America, America, that we, you know, technology or creatively figure this out, you know, wow, do on something. the moon, can you imagine the moon yeah. shot makes its return? <laughs> That's right. People... moon, you know, first pitch, that'd be awesome. <laughs> people, people dunking from five miles away, uh, when they're playing on the moon. But I like that he's. I like that he's thinking outside of the box. I like that he's basically throwing up a middle finger to everybody and saying, "I'm doing this right." Like taking it up until the last possible moment, where you know somebody chains him in his house and doesn't let him do it. Logistically, why not? Okay, so you've got, you know, let's say a dozen fighters and then you know 50, 60 production staff. So you've. I'm going to say there's going to be 150 people to pull this whole thing off in a stadium. Like you can stay pretty far apart. You know, okay, you're going to get some production people in a truck. I get it, but. Um, you know, rock the masks, you know, give me Joe Rogan from a secure location, uh, you know, watching it and, and commentating on it. It seems of, of everything like boxing combat sports where you only have a couple people involved in the ring, you know, sweating and bleeding on each other seems to be a, a no brainer to me. Yeah, this one certainly seems a lot more realistic. Number one, you already have the venue. So that that's really important. Number two, Dana White is actually really close with President Trump. So I'm sure they've had conversations about this. And, you know, President Trump had the discussion with all of the major sports commissioners. What was it last week, the week before that? Yeah. Uh, and he expressed that he would like all of them to start playing again. He would like football to start on time. And my thought is, wouldn't we all? Yeah. <laughs> if that was realistic, I think we all would support that. Now, unfortunately, some of these aren't realistic. But, yeah, Dana White, give him a lot of credit for uh, you know, trying try to think outside the box and trying to make it work. We'll, we'll discuss uh, the plan a little bit more. But first, I want to talk about our second sponsor for the day, and that is Bet Online. Both of us, Chris, have Bet Online accounts, uh, and we've been working over the, the Believe Podcast Network production team has been working very closely with the Bet Online folks uh, to try to tinker with some things to make it so the public and all of our various audiences out there can experience uh, the greatness that comes with BetOnline.ag. As we know and as has been discussed ad nauseum, there's no baseball, there's no hockey, there's no football. Uh, there is nothing right now except for you brought to light here the, the Chinese Taipei Basketball League apparently is taking yep. some bets. So that's great. I'm not sure if BetOnline has that or not, but – we have the NFL draft coming up here. Bet Online has hundreds, if not thousands, of individual bets that you can place on the NFL draft. I love betting on the draft. There's a lot of great things you can do. Uh, you know, simple things like, you know, will Jonathan Taylor over under 32 and a half? You know, will he go in the first round or not? How many receivers will go in the first round? This year is obviously a very rich receiver heavy draft. Uh, how many trades will be in the first round. There's all kinds of really fun things like that. And it makes the drafts, viewing the drafts, extremely fun because you have some things in line. And look, this is, it's not a live sporting event necessarily. Well, it is. It's not live sports, but it is a live sporting sporting event. event. And let's really just take advantage of that. Go online to betonline.ag. There's still some fun to be had there. And use our promo code, MYPOD100. That's M-Y-P-O-D-100. To receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 
Again, the NFL Draft, guys, this could be the only live sporting event you can bet on for quite some time. So get online there to bet online your online wagering experts. Yeah, I can actually give another plug to bet online is they are a good place to play online poker. And the reason they're a good place to play online poker is if you are a casual poker player, such as myself, uh, you don't want to get taken advantage of by the sharks that use mm-hmm. multiple HUDs and tracking software and hand histories and all these sorts of things. Bet online is anonymized. Uh, so you can play your poker as player number three. And when you change tables or switch tables, nobody knows who anybody else is. Uh, so you do have a bit of an advantage there if you are an online poker player. Anonymized. Anonymized. Yeah. Learn new things every day in the Believe in Betting LA podcast. And, and the real excitement here is, do you would you care to, to take a, a guess on what the best Chinese Taipei Taiwan basketball team name is? I couldn't even stab at that. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna put ten bucks down on the Taiwan beer tonight because why not? The Taiwan beer at minus ten half, minus one oh seven against the Paiwani Archie Land. Wow, we got to find a, a way to stream these games. Yeah, how <laughs> could I not put money down on the Taiwan beer? I mean, this it writes itself. Uh, oh gosh, they need to market in America. They'd be huge. They'd be huge over here. That, that would be that'd be a lot of fun. Um, Let's just wrap this episode up, Chris, by talking a little bit further about the NFL draft. And as Roger Goodell, as we discussed earlier, he did announce the draft was going to be happening. They were trying to make it so a small group from each team's facility would be live at the draft facility, which is, of course, how every single NFL draft in the history of the league has been conducted. But that plan was not approved. And instead, all 32 teams will be doing this remotely from their homes, which means you're going to see Dave Gettleman in his living room. <laughs> We're going to see every, you know, John Lynch will be from his living room. Every single NFL GM are going to be in their living room or office or better, whatever it may be. Are we going to see, you know, this is essentially like a fantasy draft. <laughs> are we going to see someone try to draft a player that's already been drafted? Are we going to see technical difficulties? Are we going to see buffering? Are we going to see Roger Goodell, you know, hosting in his underwear with a soundtrack? How, how are we going <laughs> to boo Roger Goodell? as is, you know, the pastime at every NFL draft. What are your thoughts on that? How would you prepare if you were an NFL GM? I think if I, I mean, if it were me, I would totally take advantage of this and be hilarious about it, right? So, uh, you know, if I were Sean McVay's girlfriend, who's a model of some sort, whose name I've now forgotten, but uh, there's no way I wouldn't have her walk by the screen in like a nighty, and, you know, <laughs> at some point, you know, with like a cup of coffee for me. So we got to keep this PG, dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I would do other funny things. Like, do you remember the the BBC reporter from a year or two back when he had his little kid um, came strolling in? Uh, he was giving like an important update on, you know, geopolitical politics. Uh, and his kid comes wandering in and, you know, starts crawling up on his dad. And then his wife comes arm yes. in to try like something like I would definitely have that happen. Uh, I would do the like suit and tie, right? And I'd have the camera up to my like, no middle, middle of my chest. And then, yeah, one pick, I'd just stand up and, you know, be wearing basketball shorts or have boxers on or something. Uh, yeah. That's how that's how I would handle this because, right, this is supposed to be entertainment. We're not curing cancer here. Yeah. Everybody relax. Like, make it something fun. Make it somebody people talk about. Um, treat it, yeah, just like a fantasy. Yeah, ex- like, <laughs> you know, be jokesy and then and, and take a – you know, be like, uh, is Emmett Smith around? You know, is, uh, is Tiki Barber still on the board? Like, you know, just act confused. Um, the and, best part and, is you know, you're seeing not just 
sports, but news, you know, the Colbert show and, and the various nightly news shows. And a lot of people are, are doing broadcasts from home for the first time uh, in their careers. And, and you know for a fact that everything that's in frame is placed there for a reason. You're looking at, at bookshelves, every single book that you can see the title of, that is placed there strategically. Pictures and, and various trophies and awards and things like that. So I'm, I'm really curious to see what we're going to see, what kind of cool memorabilia and jerseys and, and photos and, and various books that we'll see from the various different 32 GMs and the other reporters that we're going to see. Um, you know, it's unprecedented. We're, we're going to have a lot of fun with this draft, but it's going to be different than any draft we've ever seen before. And uh, those are just a few of the things that I'm looking forward to. So, again, you can bet on the NFL draft at betonline.ag. And you mentioned their, the poker there. They have a $750,000 poker series. So uh, one final plug for Bet Online. And this podcast is presented by betonline.ag. So definitely go and check them out, as well as our other sponsor, Chew Classic T-Shirts as well any final thoughts here chris episode 40 of believe in betting la i'm gonna go start betting with my wife on simulated madden football games um, oh there you go it's yeah gonna, there's uh, some games tonight i don't know how if i said this already how is espn the ocho not up and running 24 7 streaming simulated like basketball games or like historical football matchups like why aren't the 72 dollars yeah. playing the 85 bears in madden like i don't know why <laughs> what is it going to take for me to run a network people like come on this is this know, is this is when you got it doesn't cost you anything go buy a playstation set up a camera like goodness got, gracious guys got a long road back to the top so <laughs> we'll see but uh it's exciting we had some real things to discuss in this podcast including uh the baseball proposal the ufc proposal and a real live sporting event that we know is going to happen in one way or another in a couple weeks from now the nfl draft so this was episode 40 of believe in betting la for stat capital for the believe podcast hour for chris lewis i'm sam maxwell thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.